welcome to Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. It's your girl, your host, Darcel, where every week I'll be bringing you a Mogul Minute of inspiration, new topics, and surprise guests. Stay tuned. It's time for your Mogul Minute of inspiration. Can I get a drum roll, please? Today's Mogul Minute of inspiration is believe in yourself even if no one else does. Let me say that again. Believe in yourself even if no one else does. The reason why I say that is so many times we think about what other people may like or dislike and we don't stay true to who we are and who God's created us to be and the vision that God has given us. Sometimes you're going to have to be your biggest supporter and your biggest fan and let everyone else catch up. And that's absolutely okay. Yes, sometimes we want to share our vision with other people and other people be as excited as we are. But that is not the case all the time. I know starting this podcast or starting my business or writing my book, I didn't know what other people were going to think. I didn't know if other people were going to like the body of work that I would put out. But I had to trust the vision that God gave me. So I'm encouraging each and every one of you to trust your vision, trust what God has gifted you and know that it's okay. You know, if no one else catches on or if you're your only fan, know that believe in yourself, even if no one else does. And I promise you, God will never steer you wrong. And that was your Mogul Minute of Inspiration. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie. I have the pleasure and the honor of having Tia Shashahai on the line. Say hi, girl. Hey. She is so awesome, y'all. We're going to really get into such an amazing conversation. She is in media. She has a new short film that she just premiered. I mean, we're going to talk about so many amazing things tonight. So I'm super excited. Girl, you've been up to some things. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a software developer by day, but what I do in my free time is what I truly love the most, and that's just being in the media industry. So I have a radio show called Millennial High on 106.5 FM, and that show is just for the trend-setting millennial looking for motivation, inspiration, and deep conversation. I interview people like Darcel, who I love, mm-hmm. um, just really super soul, like really cool, like super dope um, millennials in the city doing their thing, or even if they're not a millennial, if they're doing something important and relevant to help shift the mindset or shift consciousness toward the greater good, there I want them on my show. Um, and I also like to feature like really cool events and ideas that are on the leading edge. Um, And then also, recently I turned my radio show into a TV show. So I have a Millennial High live show as well that airs every Tuesday from 12 to 1 on Comcast, Channel 66, and Verizon 29. I am a first-time filmmaker as of couple weeks ago 
Actually, no, no, no. It, ju- it just premiered. What was it? No, two Saturdays ago. So, yeah, two weeks ago. Um, I work with Shamika Sawyer. She is the mind behind Five Shorts. And I guess we'll get into that a little bit later. But, yeah, that's what I do. Oh, and you know what else that I'm, like, trying to, like, dabble into, Darcel? I don't know if you know. <laughs> But, like, I realized that what I really love doing, especially with this short film, is directing. I love, love it. So the only thing I've directed so far is only my things, like my my show and my movie. But I'm, like, open to directing other projects as of now. I know that's right, girl. I know. As you can see, y'all, this is why I have her on the show. She is amazing, and she is like a whole mogul at heart. So, I mean, she is doing it. Um, So, Tia, I have to ask you, you you, uh, originally said that you are a uh, software developer by day, and then you're like a thousand things by night, so fighting all the time to do <laughs> to do everything. I don't know how you do it, so you're definitely going to have to give us like secrets on that in a second. But talk to us a little bit about um, your transition into media. So what made you, you already have an amazing career during the day as a software developer. What made you uh, want to get into or dabble into media? You know, I feel like, and I tell a lot of people this, you know, when you're young, I really think you know what you want to do. You just don't know what it's called. Because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I, I'm the youngest, and I have three other brothers and sisters. And I would try to just direct them and, like, either, oh, let's be a singing group, right? And then, or just, like, <laughs> oh, let's, you know, play, like, Star Search or something. Like, yeah, back in the day. Real back in the day, okay? <laughs> or let's try to recreate the TLC Red Life Special video. You know what I mean? Like, it was all mm-hmm. But I think I kind of fell away from it because what I thought I was supposed to do, you know, and, and I wasn't aware of the possibilities for me um, just from just where I grew up. You know, my mom was more like a stay at home mom until they got divorced and then she had to go to work. But it was an insurance. So I'm thinking, oh, I guess I should be an insurance, too. You see, like I wasn't introduced to the different possibilities of actually being a reporter or having my own show mm-hmm. until uh, until after until I would say my freshman year of college I took a PR course and I fell in love with it I fell in love with writing I fell in love just with the possibilities of like wh- how you can shape someone's perception of mm-hmm. an item like that was intriguing to me it's like whoa um, but from that point on I'm like okay well I'll do PR but then my senior year at that point when my major was uh, communications and technology I kind of more reared towards the technology part of it oh. and um, I would say I always love telling stories, so I would mm-hmm. like to write. I, I would write ghost stories. Don't judge me. <laughs> I don't know why I was obsessed with, like, <laughs> writing ghost stories. Um, but I think what it was something I, – I, I didn't realize that it would be possible for me to be, like, a part of – 
media, like the Mm -hmm. controlling or not really controlling, but kind of like creating ideas and concepts that the, that the masses could consume until I, until after I had my daughter, believe it or not. Um, So after I had my daughter, I don't know why, like something just like turned on, you know, I was just like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, now it's time to like, even though I was being told the opposite, like, okay, well now you definitely have to keep this job. You need insurance. You need this, you need that. But it's just like, well, no, I started to think of what do I really love to do? Like, what do I Mm -hmm. really, like, where is my heart at? And I kind of feel like my daughter brought that out of me. Like just the love I had for her made me want to be a better person, you know? So like, I love that. my job it wasn't enough like it wasn't fulfilling enough um and so then that's when I thought like oh I had this thought in my mind about like creating a show I don't even know why I just want to create a show to highlight certain aspects of the city of Philadelphia um I remember going to my friend's mom about it because she has she's really cool she has a dance studio her husband's an actor and I'm like hey so I kind of pitched her this show but but it just, it just never really pans out because it was just like, you know, I had to find a babysitter and I had to, it was a lot, but it was all in the back of my mind. Um, and then I remember finding uh, Philly Cam online like one day. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I was looking up. And I remember finding <laughs> Philly Cam online and thinking like, oh, I'm going to do this. And they had a radio documentary class. Like, okay, we might have a radio station coming up. Um, Take this course. And I love challenges. So you had to write an essay to get into the class. And I was like, oh, I want to do this. I know I can write an essay. I'm going to write an essay and why I will be a good storyteller. And then that kind of, that kind of took off from there, really. I kind of fell in love with it. I, I always thought I wanted to be in front of the camera, but then when I realized is it's like I just love talking I love telling stories and I love hearing other people's stories so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if I'm in front of the camera or if I'm like just being heard on the radio I, I can still you know um, create that type of content so girl I know I took you way back but <laughs> no I love it I love it there's a couple things that you mentioned that I was like yes one of the things that I love that you said was Kids know what they want to do, but they just don't know what it's called. And I feel like that is so my life. So I, I'm over here nodding my head because um, I definitely under I get you because I was always a writer as well. I always loved to write, but it was never put in my mind that, hey, you can be a writer. You can be an author. You, you can, can you know, whatever it could, you know, whatever um, in as far as in creative arts. And, you know, again, I think our parents mean well and we naturally look at them and say, okay, well, we'll be a nurse, we'll be a doctor, we'll be, like you said, you know, we'll be something that's traditional, right? And not that those things aren't great. Um, It's just sometimes, you know, kids know that they are good at something, like whether it's Mm -hmm. drawing, whether it's writing, whether whatever, but they don't know how they can make money off of that. They don't know what that job, that position is called. And there's so many creative jobs out there. And but we're not teaching, you know, kids that this is the path 
to get to that specific job and that talent that you have, you can actually use that and make money off of what you love to do. And I think one of the the best things is that you're setting such an amazing example for your daughter. And I love that you said that when you had your daughter, that she actually made you want to be the best version of yourself. Can you talk a little bit more to parents out there who, when they have their kids, like you said, there's that pressure that says, okay, well, I have to keep my nine to five. I can't do anything else outside of that. I have to turn off my dreams, turn off my passions and solely focus on, you know, just making sure I'm a good provider. Yeah, and not no, and then you just like everything that was still left in you, all all the other purpose that is left in you. I think sometimes parents feel like that has to just like go to die almost, you know, and not they can't do it all, you know. So talk a little bit about that for parents and how did how were you able to push uh, past that, you know, um, I guess stigma of having kids, you know. Yeah, because that's exactly how I felt. So I had my daughter and I felt like, okay, well, it's about her. Even my mom would tell me, she's like, well, no, it's all about your kids. Because that's what happened with her. You know, Mm -hmm. she had my older sister when she was 17. And by the time she had all of her kids, she was like 25 years old. She had four kids by 25. Could you imagine having four Mm -hmm. kids That's that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And that's what she had to do because that's what was expected of her. So she Mm -hmm. is passing that on to me, you know, and Mm -hmm. she passed that on to all my sisters. So it's like, okay, well, now I have to be a responsible adult. But why is it? Why can't I do what's in my heart? Why isn't that responsible? To me, that's more responsible. So how Mm -hmm. I got over the six months, it it took a lot there. So like it really took years for me to actually have the courage to say that, no, you know, yes, I'm a mother, but I'm a woman first. Like, Mm -hmm. Like there are things that I must do because I realized that when I was upset or if I was sick, like, I, kids are so connected to their mothers, especially, I feel, yeah. that when I was upset, I felt like my daughter felt that, too. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like when I'm happy, she's happy. When I'm upset, she's upset. And it's just like, wow, like, she's a complete reflection of me. So, like, mm-hmm. this is, so I kind of, ma- I, didn't, I didn't do it like, okay, I didn't make excuses, like, oh, I can't do these things because of her. It's like, I'm going to do these things. I am going to do these things because of her. Like, I, it's mm-hmm. not like I'm not going to do them because of her. It was it's a shift, like right, it's a shift in the way you think and perceive the situation. And to me, like one, I had to ask advice. Like my one of my friends' moms, I talked to her and she's like, you know, Tia, she's like, I took my kids with me. Like so, she's a choreographer. She was in a dance studio, so she had two little ones that she would take with her to gigs. Like and she would take with her to different. Um, um, schools that she choreograph help choreograph like their musicals and stuff, and she would bring them, and that put to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna start bringing my daughter. <laughs> so mm-hmm, I do. Mm-hmm. She comes with me. So like, if she's not with her dad, she comes with me all of the time. Like even like she's like right next to me like right now, but <laughs> she comes with me. Like even <laughs> the studio, she comes with me as um, and I get her involved in it, and like I. I love it because even though at first she's just like, oh, man, I don't want to. But then she started like, you know, she likes it because she sees me interacting with other adults. 
she hears like really great gems that other people say that, you mm-hmm. know, plant seeds in her mind. She sees that there's so much more that she can do with her life and she doesn't have to sit behind a desk because she doesn't want to sit behind a desk. Like that's my goal for her is like, I have to show her that you do, you just can't give up. You just de- never give up. And the right thing to do is to follow your intuition. That's the, that's the right thing. That's the responsible thing to do. Like the responsible thing to do, the responsible thing is not give up. Like, because there was just one TED talk Darcel, I, I watched um, a few years ago, and it was called Why You Will Fail to Have a Great Career. Like, that was, like, the title of it. It's, like, this Canadian professor or something. But I remember him saying that what parents do is just that they make their kids the reason why they can't pursue their dreams because they're mm-hmm. too afraid to pursue their dreams. So they're make they're using their kids as crutches. But when all actuality, like you should, that should be your purpose. That should be your why. Like you see that all the yeah. time now, right? Like a lot of women say this and men too, like, this is my why. And that's the picture of their child. Um, or this is my why. And it's the picture of their family. And, and it's just, a, it's just a shift that's happening now. And like, I'm happy that I did it. Like, I'm so happy that came that, that type of thinking, like, okay, no, I'm going to have to keep this nine to five. I'm not going to be able to do anything outside of work. I'm not, I can't find a babysitter. I can't, cause that's what I was doing to myself. I was making up Mm -hmm. all these excuses only because I was scared to just do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I stopped making excuses and just started to act like everything kind of, everything fell into place. Like I can't even tell you how I even like, I just did a sort of film. I can't even tell you. I can't even believe it. Like I would have never thought of it a half ago. And can I tell you that my daughter, she has credits on my short film. She was the script supervisor. Oh, and she that's awesome. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking like, this is what this, and then even she knows me so well that when I had this idea for ether, like I'm talking to her about it and she's like, well, why don't you just do it this way? And I was like, babe, you're so smart. Like you're just amazing. <laughs> And mm-hmm. then that, and that's because like you introduce them, so it's like don't be scared. Exactly. And like, and that's another thing too. Oh, another thing because now I'm like going off on a tangent, right? Another <laughs> thing is when people feel like they have to separate their family and their dreams. Mm. Like that's the worst thing someone can do. Like that's no, they are your dreams. They are a part of them. Like yes. Incorporated in everything that I do. Like, there is not, like, my dreams contain my daughter. Like, like so it's mm-hmm, not like, oh, I'm talking mm-hmm. to But no, it's just like, we're doing this together. Like, it's, we're doing this together. And she loves it. Like, she t- completely is a part of the process. She's a part of the process. It's not like the process and then my daughter. No, it's yeah. like blending my life mm-hmm. together. Like, everything is a, the one big dream. Like, everything is one, like, just big manifestation of what is in my heart. And my daughter is not separate from that. She is a part of that. She is intertwined in that. And mm-hmm. 
that is something that, and then you start to feel, you, you feel good. You don't feel like you have to say, oh, I, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry, I can't go to this particular event because my daughter, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, um, Adia, I think I might go to this event at WeWork, and I'm going to try to take you with me, but if they say something, like, we'll just leave. Yeah. <laughs> because we'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and then, so I was a part of an organization that I did that too, like, I would bring her to our meetings, our monthly meetings. And mm-hmm. it was like, because you know, we're all women, and it's like, okay, I'm a mother. I'm not going to stop being a mother because I'm a part of exactly. this. Exactly. You, know, you know? So, yeah. So I, I, I love her. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> she is sweet. And y'all, when I went to her, to Tia's radio um, show to be interviewed, her daughter was right there helping out. So she is yep. truly <laughs> had immersed. She has immersed her daughter into the process. And one thing as a culture, too, we have to get past um, separating family and work, too. Right. I think as a culture, we have to move forward and know that, like you said, I'm not going to stop working and I'm not going to stop being a mother. So guess what? Y'all better, it better just kind of go together. Exactly. And I think more environments, work environments need to incorporate that. Um, there, I do catch the train to work. And there's this guy, and I thought I think it's the cutest thing. He must have like a daycare at his job because he actually takes his daughter, who's like maybe six months, oh, and he kind of holds no. her in like the little daddy pouch. And literally, he's you know just getting off of work when I'm going um back home. He has his daughter in his in the pouch, and oh. you know we're get, get, he gets on the train. Like I love that. Like more work environments need to be acclimated to family and need to involve family. So. Need to involve family, absolutely. Yeah. Because I think that's another thing too that sets a lot of I'm saying women because just through you know just from life you know it's just like women we're the we're the the nurturers right so yes. i'm just saying women but i'm sure yeah men too of course but but i but it seems like a lot of women are even like kind of fearful even to excel and company in their company so or actually be an entrepreneur or be like a head right because it's like oh well i have a family and when my kids are sick i have to take off of work one yeah. like so everything no, right. about the culture of of business the, the culture of just um the workplace itself should like you said incorporate it should be more family oriented it shouldn't have to be yes. separate it's not there's no long because now i mean women we're working right yeah we have yep. the, we have the we have the children so we have to be off right to have the baby but then after mm-hmm. six weeks or eight weeks or however long your fmla is you go back to work but you shouldn't feel like okay well now the guilt and that's another thing too that that it's a lot it's the 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 mommy guilt comes in Mm -hmm. sometimes especially when they're younger when Mm -hmm. they're younger because want to be there with him um but i mean you're doing it and there's there's a reason there's a goal for you to do this thing these things you know and then when they get older you can you you gradually like incorporate them into the you know you you blend the world together you know like it doesn't have to be separate you know we we think it has yes. to be separate but it has to be separate yeah 
No, I love that. And that is, I, I'm, I'm hoping that parents are listening because of the fact that this is such an important, I think, message that you don't have to stop your dreams. You can just, like you said, involve your family in it and they should be supporting you. And then guess what? Like you said, sometimes in the beginning, um, your daughter was like, uh, I don't really want to go. But now she has credits in your film. So let's yeah, talk about your film. Um, Ether, tell us more about like, what is it about? What is the, the, the premise of the film? And tell us more about the, the insider details. So, okay, so Darcel, you know me, and you know how I think, and you know I'm kind of like out there sometimes, right? Concepts <laughs> and ideas. So, so uh-huh. stick, stick with me, everyone listening, stick with me, okay? <laughs> so basically, either I love music, and I love like all things like mystical and magical. Like I... I uh-huh. I like thinking beyond, um, you know, the, the physical eye, you know, like what, like what we can see, right? Um, mm-hmm. So Ether, um, basically like in ancient Greece, it was meant to be the invisible substance that, create, that, that connects all things, right? As, as the Ether, they would call it like the fifth element at times. Um, but so I call the movie Ether. And it's about a woman who falls in love with a dead musician and to the point of obsession. And, um, but within the movie, I wanted to play around with concepts of love and time. So the movie is really about, um, love and time. So time, as we know it, is like past, present, and future. But what if love existed beyond time? Like, like, what does that look like? You know, like love existing beyond time and eternity and eternity is not endless time it is timelessness so so what happens if a song does this what happens if through a song connects two people from different times what would that Mm -hmm. look like um yeah and what will happen is that yeah yeah so so that's either so um it's definitely like it's definitely like a conceptual type of film. It's definitely like an experimental type of film, and mm-hmm. it is a heavy concept um, to deal with from my first attempt at filmmaking. Yeah, you went deep for it, girl. You went all the way in. <laughs> but it you know, sounds amazing. I did not do that. Like. I couldn't just make a story about, you know, you stole my husband and now, like, I want to get revenge. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. do like, That's just not even who I am as a Yeah, person. exactly. This really reflects the, the truth. And that's another thing, too, that, that I learned is just that it's important to stay true to yourself. Like, you're open to new ideas, mm-hmm. but there's always something inside of you, like this, this little voice that... It's this yeah. little whisper, you know, and it tells you and it propels you for it just pushes you forward a little bit, you know, every so often. And I find myself listening to that more and more. And then when I do like these beautiful things occur and honestly, like um, the movie itself, like I had really great um, 
actors and actresses in the movie. Um, like I said, Shamika, she was the Shamika Sawyer, creator of Five Shorts. She was the um, producer at Millennial High, was the executive producer. I directed uh-huh. the film, wrote the film, and scored the film. Also, I had I wanted musicians in my film, right? Because I, I wanted to be able to use some of their music. <laughs> so I have um, Laura Cheadle. She's a jazz musician. I met her last summer when I interviewed her at the Ladybug Festival in Delaware. And she was so perfect for the role. Um, one, another star is Righteous Jolly. He is like this really cool actor and musician and he does a lot of really cool things so I was so happy that he agreed to be in the film Janelle um, Janelle T. Harvey she's an actress and a poet and so she was my lead and she was just amazing and then Mustafa Numbisi he's cool he when I it's so funny because I so I met him online first mm-hmm. and then we met in person and I was like, Whoa, he's six seven. I was like, Oh my god <laughs> I was not expecting that. So he agreed, he's a musician as well and he agreed to be in the film after reading the script and it's actually it's a it's a completely like humbling experience too because it's nerve wracking at first because you're like, oh, I'm nervous to put this out there. Like this is mm-hmm. like something that's important to me, but it will be important to other people. Um, yep. And for to read it and like get it, like get where I was going and the the feel and the tone of it. And so it was very nice that they just agreed to be on the project. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Darcel, I can like, I remember, oh my gosh, your book. Yes. I'm telling you, like, and you already know, like what I said, I can see that being like a little web series, like yes. <laughs> your book, like I can see that. I can see the entire, just even if it was a short, you know, like I can, mm-hmm. I can see laid out and you would be like great at it um but yeah so it was it was a lot of fun and when I look back at it like I was just watching the film today and because so basically I co-parent right so Mm -hmm. um, my daughter's father and I were not together but we have like a really good like relationship so when he was dropping her off I'm like do you want to see my movie (laughs) yeah I was like cool because we went to high school. We both went to high school together. We both went to high school with one of the leads, Righteous Jolly. And he said, he's like, that was good. Like, see, I'm impressed. I'm like, and then I, I go off on a tangent. Like, yeah, so I could have done this differently and that. And he's like, no. He's like, it was really good for your first film. And then he was just telling me things that I would work on the next time. Like, um, but yeah, it was, I'm, I am satisfied. That's and- good. As you should be. You should be very proud of yourself. One of the things that I love that you said is staying true to yourself. And I think in the creative process, you get when, especially when you get around so many other creatives, that's a really great thing. But then that's also another thing where sometimes so many different opinions come into play. So still being staying true to your own voice um, and the voice that 
God has given you and and for this vision. So I just, I'm just so proud of you. And I cannot wait to see it myself. I'm going to have a... Just a, a viewing because I want because the, the the large premiere of all uh, ten shorts was two weeks ago, but I'm okay. taking my short and I'm kind of pulling it out and I'm making like a story around it. So, like I said, there was there were a lot of musicians in the the film. So what I want to do is do something at um, Silicam, the, the large studio downstairs, mm-hmm. you know, record it, like, so it can be a special on uh, TV. But then also I want the musicians to perform. I want to have... That would be um, awesome. Yeah, and, like, I just want to kind of tell my story. Like, I gave you, like, there are some principles that I'm basing these things off of, like, you know, so, and I just wanted to tell like the story conceptually from beginning to end in my words. It's like the directory, awesome. right? And then you're going to need to go on a whole tour because if you're in the Philadelphia area, you're going to have an opportunity to connect with Tia and potentially see the film. But that now you're going to have to go on tour Tia because other cities are going to want to see your film. So, you may have to take this on the road. I know. And everyone to me, because like, oh, you should really submit your film to different festivals. And I was like, oh, Cause, you know, cause, and I know we were talking a little bit, but just to share with the audience, like, so Darcel and I, we were talking um, before the show and she was telling me how, you know, Tia, like, I know just being creative, you look at your film and you're looking at all these different things that you could have done better or differently. Mm-hmm. But she shared with me, like, you have to really appreciate the moment and, like, live in the yes. moment of, like, wow, I actually accomplished something. Yeah. So, living in that so so part of me is kind of like do I want to do that because I could do it so much better next time but then it's like no like appreciate like I'm like kind of like on the fence right but after yeah, that you're like, torn. Torn. So like do it right just do it yeah it's so important to be in the moment and to appreciate because pushing out a film is not an easy goal, right? It's not something that is easy. Now, many people may have ideas in their head, and this is kind of going back to my book, but many people have ideas in their head and they die with the ideas in their head or in their heart. You actually took an idea from your head that was also in your heart and you were able to create this and you were able to share this with selected people and have, you know, these uh, now upcoming premieres and things like that. Like you have done something that many people don't even have the courage to do. So you have to definitely be in the moment. And one of the things I shared with here prior to the show is one of the things I always remember that Oprah said to Beyonce during their interview Oprah told Beyonce are you being present and are you soaking in the moment and she said because I will she said I will tell you from experience life goes by so fast and then you don't remember any of it because you didn't take a you didn't take the time or even a chance to soak it in and breathe it in because life is still happening you're like okay on to the next on to the next on to the next or criticizing yourself right 
but it's so important to stop and actually breathe it in. So you need to definitely stop and, and appreciate this body of work. And then that's, you know, other projects can come down the line. And then you never know when you do submit it to festivals, they'll, you know, girl, they'll give you some money and say, hey, let's make it even 10 times better. You know, so yeah, yeah go for it, girl. Point. That's actually a really good point because, mm-hmm. and what I love about the creative process is just that, you know, in the moment you're kind of like, okay, this, this is working, but I feel like it was working for a reason in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, and hot, like when you look back at it, you might view it as like, um, you might not view it in that same like mindset as you understand what I'm saying. So like, no, so, like in that moment, it was it like, sense. great. It made sense. Then afterwards so, you're like, what was I thinking during that time? Right. But, but I feel like, but it could make, mm-hmm. but like it could, it just makes sense to someone else. Someone actually mm-hmm. might. So like, there's a, there's like a, a deeper, I mean, I got, there's like a deeper, layer to this too right mm-hmm. and I was telling um when I was sharing it with someone and they're like whoa that's deep and I'm like I know right like what what <laughs> did any did anyone get that like so it'll be <laughs> to see if someone actually gets what I was tr- like truly trying to say in it and mm-hmm. that's what I kind of love about it because I love hearing people say like oh I was like what and then the end like you know like oh got yeah. it I understand so but just to like share with some of the listeners about that's why directing is important especially when you were saying mm-hmm. you have to like just keep in tune to yourself and like stay true as creative when there's a ton of other creators around and everyone has their ideas and they're trying to throw them in the pot. It's just that that's when your conviction is so important because especially when you're on set and you have all the actors around and everyone's saying, Oh, what about this? Or what about that? And it's like, you have to say, no, this is what it's going to be. This is how I see it. And they'll, they'll believe in you. More so, like you can't be like like sometimes I might seem like oh Tia's all over the place, but when I'm telling you I'm a completely different Tia on set. It's just like whoa, like it's like no, that's why I love it. I'm like because you have a focus and you know what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I just, I just really love it, and I just really, really love it, and um. Everyone's like, are you going to write again? Are you going to do something again? I'm like, I always have ideas and concepts. I don't, I was like, but I don't know if I can write it. So that's another like key It's just that, you know, like when you love to read, like, you know, Darcel and in a book, you can, you read their thoughts, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, their backstory from the color of their carpet when they were four years old in their grandmother's house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get all of that by reading, right? But it's different because when, you know, film is a visual medium and mm-hmm. it's just like you can't, you, you can't say it all, but you have to show it. And it's a completely different way to think of yeah. a story is that to show these elements visually instead of saying it. So what I did was I'm used to writing and writing out like dialogue for people to read it, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And but it's a completely different it's a completely different beast. Like going from the written page to the visual new movie screen. It's a it's a different different beast. That's why like when you have books and they're turned into films, it's never the author of the book who writes the screenplay. Because mm-hmm. it's completely different. But it's so but I'm, I'm to trying bring to learn it to life. You had to bring it to life. Is this like a different way of thinking? I think it's cool. I mean, this is like when people can do this and like just the, I don't know if anyone saw it, but I'm sure a lot of people did, but um, the, but the end game, Avengers end game, how that made like 1 point something billion in the first week and it was open and they didn't even include Sunday because they're just that good at visual storytelling because I really think that that movie was so perfect like it was it had you know action and had like adventure it had you know hope and despair it was like all the elements that you can think of that all the emotions you can think of are felt in that three hours um yeah, so. so you have to have the ability to draw emotion when yeah. you are putting something on a film. So, and like you said, visually bringing that to life. And the the great thing is that you, you, you decided to just try it anyway. You know, even though you may not have figured everything out, you decided to go for it anyway. And that is to be applauded. And I am super proud of you. Um, And uh, how can, so I know you're planning some things. How can people stay in touch with you? So that way, if you do decide to go on a tour, which I highly recommend, but, um, or if you're going to do like a premiere or showing here in the city of brotherly love, um, how would you, how would people be able to find you so they can definitely make sure they support your film? Thank you, Darcelle. So it would be Millennial High on Instagram, Millennial High on Facebook, Millennial underscore High on Twitter, and um, my personal account uh, would be, it's I Am The Night Sky with two eyes. I Am The Night Sky, two eyes on IG. And like DM me because I read them and I answer them. <laughs> <laughs> and you may be looking for future people to be a part of your journey and your filmmaking so people can reach out to you and say, hey, I can help with this, right? And you know what else I like doing, too, is that I like, like, flushing out, like, ideas with people Mm -hmm. and flushing out other people's ideas. I also realized that that's something that I'm good at. When, um, like, you know how Philly Kim sometimes they'll have um, the mentorship nights. Mm -hmm. And just listening to other people come up to the mentors, which would be, like, with myself and a couple other people from Philly Kim, and just Mm -hmm. helping them flush out their ideas and their concepts. I'm like, oh, I like this. (laughs) So, Mm So, like, really reach out to me, or if you just, there's so much that I've learned from this filmmaking process about myself 
themselves, about Love other it. people, about how to deal with other personalities, about how to, like, the, the things that you do not want to miss when you're creating a film. Like, you can mm-hmm. always reach out to me, even if you have questions um, or if you are interested in actually seeing the film. So it will be sometime in June um, or July, whenever I can get the date for the main studio. But then also there's a wine shop that's right across the streets, like 7th and Ransted, and mm-hmm. it's called Blue Mountain Winery. And they were so nice to let me use their location to shoot some of the films. Oh, awesome. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, um, they can totally reach out to me through, um, like, and you can email me at millennialhigh at gmail.com. And just DM me if you're interested in knowing more, or, or even if you're interested in, like, just coming through, asking questions, being on the show, anything. I'm really open to anything. Like, I'm just a very easy person to get along with. Y'all hear that, right? Because <laughs> let me tell you, your network is your net worth. So it's so important to network, guys. And this is why I have so many amazing people on this show like Tia. She is, I mean... Literally, when I tell you just from my own personal journey alone, Tia has supported me time in and time again, where she has just went above and beyond to not only help me for my book, you know, my business, just everything. You've been so supportive. So when I when she is telling you guys, please reach out to her. She really genuinely means that. And she is such a caring and loving person. So definitely, definitely reach out to her. I mean, you're you're amazing, Tia. Thank you, Darcel. And likewise, you're told. I remember when I told you, I reached out to you. I reached out to Darcel because I saw everyone. This was like before, I think, IG had the, um, no, when they just started having the, the, the favorite pages or the, what was, yes. what was it called? Yeah. And then I kept on seeing like, what was the media? So I was like, who is this? Like, what is this? And then I, <laughs> I reached out to Darcel. I reached out to her. I emailed her and look what happened, right? Like we had yes. this connection throughout the years. It's been about a few years at this point. And yes. you can do the same thing. You can just reach out to me and you never know what can happen. So, Absolutely. So Guys, make sure you reach out. Make sure you email her, slide in her DM, whatever it is. Ask questions. It's so important just to learn from one another and just to be able to give to one another. So as she pours out into you, definitely make sure you pour back into her and support her film, Ether. So definitely email her about that so that way you can be able to see the film as well and support her hard work and effort. So thank you so much, Tia, for being on. Absolutely. One more thing. Can I say just one thing? Absolutely. Be brief. Okay. Definitely reach out to me if you think like I think. Like, if you understood anything, what I was trying to say about loving outside of time, I, if you have an idea, something like that, that's, that's, that's based 
and, you know, just consciousness, anything like spiritually based. I love that. Like that is my favorite thing to work in, work on. And um, I always have tons of ideas along these lines. So, yeah, so definitely reach out to me if you are just, if you have a project that you want to do or if you have an idea or if you would love to see what I did with Ether about loving outside of time. Um, definitely connect that. Because we're we're the same. <laughs> <laughs> if you have, if there's a twin out there, reach out to Tia. No, I love that. I think the concept that you mentioned, just living outside of time, is just I I really want. I can't wait to see the film and see how you brought it all together. Because I have my own thoughts. I'm like, ooh, I can see she probably went this way, or you probably went that way. So I just can't wait to see it. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yay. Thank really you. Appreciate you. I'm so happy for your podcast. Like, I'm so, I just love that you did this. Like, I love that you branched out to Moguls and Media. Yes. To the next yes. level. And I'm excited what you have next going on, because I'm sure you got something in your back pocket. You always do. Always working, girl. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode. I know I got something from it. I hope you did as well. See you next week. Now, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I'll be bringing you a new episode every week. Also, don't forget to follow your host, your girl, Darcel Laurie, on IG at Darcel World. And, of course, you know I love hearing from you, so make sure that you send all your questions, topics, even guests that you would love to hear from at mobiletalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Mobile Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. Make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Until then, continue to talk and live like a mogul.